What's up, Fly Fam? Happy 2019. I'm so excited to be back with my very first episode of the new year. And this episode right here that you're getting ready to hear is incredible. It's with one of my best friends, and he's going to tell you all about his journey. And I, I won't give away too much, but you definitely want to have a pen and notebook if you're at home or if you're listening to this while you're going to work or you're working out at the gym or whatever you're doing, definitely make sure you go back and take some notes from this episode or even just go ahead and check out the show notes because you're going to get a ton of value and some major mindset shifts for whatever you're doing right now, whether you feel stuck in what you're currently doing and you're looking for a way out or you're looking for something new or whether you just have that that feeling that you're you know trapped tired of doing what you're doing and you have always felt like you were meant for more so this episode is for you so without further ado hope you enjoy this episode it's a great one Go out there and be fly. Coming live from the Fly Studio in Commerce Township, it's the Fulfilling Life's Yearnings Podcast. And I'm your host, Blake Giovanni Thomas Sule. And if you're ready to be your best by writing the script of your life to whatever you want it to be, and taking action on your dreams, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to enter the fly zone. What's up, everybody? It's the fly host you love the most, and I'm back with another episode of Fulfilling Life's yearnings and today i have an incredible special guest yes that fist pump yes so right now the guest i have on clearly you can probably see his name there but this person is someone i actually met i think like eight months ago now back in costa mesa california actually it was newport beach california but costa mesa was the hotel right so we met there and and we clicked and and so today just coming full circle eight months later this guy has gone from jazz saxophonist to skilled tradesperson to now being a high ticket closer. So without further ado, I would love to present to you guys James Dean Dempsey. James, I'm so glad to have you on today, buddy. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Wonderful this morning. Grateful to be here, Blake. Thank you. Absolutely. So just before we got on here, we were just kind of talking about like what what this whole show was going to be about, right? And, and there were some really cool things that I wrote down here on my notebook. But before we even get into that, I just want to start with the beginning, right? We met back in California over at the, the Jason Capital High Status Summit. But mm -hmm. even before you got to that point, what, what's your background story? What, what brought you to a place that you're even at that event? And then we can just take it from there. Okay, sure. So we'll do a little rewind here. 
outside of high school, when I finished up there, I went to college and, and played sax, uh, the baritone sax for jazz and got my confidence playing sax and performing. And, you know, the girls always thought it was cool. So that's how I, you know, started to feel fly myself. And then, uh, then reality kind of sunk in. I thought, man, I got to figure out what I'm going to do for money because gigging was fun. But as you can imagine, when you're a young musician, you're not making it big time. You know, that can take years and decades of work before you start getting paid quite well. So I thought, okay, am I going to dedicate and sacrifice 30 years of my life, you know, eating Mr. Noodle and tuna and having a good, good time and enjoying it, kind of like the party lifestyle. But that's what I, wasn't what I wanted. So I got into the trades um, so I could earn that, that foundational living and, and start building up my economic foundation. And every year as an apprentice in the trades, you get a 10% raise. So it keeps you going. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm only making $17 an hour. Then you're making $22 an hour. Then it's 26 And then when I started working industrially, it was a big jump because I was in the oil and gas. So when I finished my four or five-year apprenticeship, I was making about $50 an hour as a journeyman, which to a lot of people, you know, is, is a pretty high number. You know, a lot of people strive. I want to make 50 bucks an hour. That seems very high. But I'll tell you guys, when I got there, I didn't feel any different. And $50 an hour still did not feel like a lot of money. And I sacrificed so much time to go work up north at these oil and gas refineries that I realized I was sacrificing two thirds of my life for this paycheck, missing holidays, missing birthdays, getting videos from my friends when they're all out asking me to come out and they realize, oh yeah, he's out of town working. And at first it was kind of cool. I was like, yeah, I'm a hero. I'm sacrificing my time to make this money. But then when I came home, it felt really weird to have to cram your life into one week of time. And so I thought there's got to be a way out of this. You know, I had actually been following Jason Capital for a few years because I was learning more about myself and how to build up my confidence and how to speak with women, how to attract women, all that. And what really I, I realized from JC is, man, that guy's magical because we go to JC saying, teach me how to be, be attracting women. And then JC says, first, I'm going to teach you how to be a man and discover your own path. And then those people will automatically be attracted to you. And I went, oh, JC, you sly dog, you. <laughs> so that's really what got me into this whole journey of self-development. And it's through Jason Capital, he introduced me to our, our great mentor, Sifu Dan Locke. And uh, he sent me an email. You know, I'm on his VIP email subscription list. No big deal. And he goes, hey. uh, right? <laughs> and he goes, hey, James, do you want to make 100K to 500K a year working from your laptop and your phone? I said, JC, You've never steered me wrong, but that's bullshit. That sounds way too good to be true. Must be a scam. So I never even watched the webinar. You know, a day goes by. I'm still thinking about it. Man, what if it was true? Two days go by. I'm still thinking about it. I'm obsessing over it. I'm like, frick, what if, that, what if this is my way out of this life? What if this is the answer to my prayers that I've been asking for? And so I knew myself well enough at that point, Blake, I figured I better watch this webinar and just get it out of my head. If it's a scam, then at least I know it's a scam. Well, I watched, I watched the webinar 20 minutes in. I went, I need to become a high, this is it. I want to be in a high ticket closer. So I'm really glad that JC sent me towards Dan Locke because when you're ready, your mentor appears, but not a moment sooner. You have to be open. You have to be searching. And that was the moment that my life changed again. 
because of JC and now Dan Locke. So very grateful for that. Of course, then we met up at the High Status Summit, that's which right. was really cool. And uh, we'll go from there. But, but yeah, that's what led me to that point. Very cool. You said you were up north. Where up north were you? So I'm from Edmonton, Alberta right now. Uh, so in Alberta, we've got our oil sands up north. So about a five-hour car drive or maybe an hour plane ride, uh, hour and a half. And so what they'd do is they would fly me out there for two weeks at a time, 14 days. We'd work straight through the weekends. And then you live in these little camps. And people call them prisons because they bring you in on a bus and you cannot leave unless you're on that bus out to work or you're on the bus out to the airport. And you're like in the middle of a forest. There's like nothing around and you have to like watch for bears and, oh, and all these things, right? Um, but, you know, you're working out in the cold. If it's mm-hmm. minus 30, you're working in minus 30. If it's plus 30, you're working in plus 30. So the conditions were not too favorable. Environmentally, it was kind of harsh. And it toughens you up for sure. And the people you're around toughen you up. You know, you have to have thick skin working around these tradespeople. But I just looked around me, Blake, and I thought, you know, there are guys who are 50, 60, 65. They're still working this job, $50 an hour. Why? I'm young. You think if you set your life up properly at $50 an hour, you should be able to retire at least by 50. So what's, what's going on here? What's missing? It's not adding up. And so when you mm-hmm. get to know these gentlemen and you get to know their stories and you find out they've worked their whole lives out of town, some of their marriages have suffered. Some of them are going through divorces. Some of them pay child alimony. Some of them just picked up really bad habits. You know, they're always out of town. So when they're, when they're home, they're drinking heavily, or maybe they have, you know, some, some drug habits or whatnot, or they're just buying bigger trucks, bigger TVs to kind of make themselves feel fulfilled mm-hmm. and happy. And I thought, that's just not who I want to be. You know, I want more out of life. And I feel like I have more potential than to just be a number for a company for the rest of my life that's basically easily replaceable. At any point, they can say, hey, you know, work slowing down. We have to lay you off. See you later. There's mm-hmm. no security in that, right? Yeah, you certainly so, weren't raising your hand saying, yeah, I want to do that just like you guys one day, right? That's- exactly. I was yeah, pretty so worried. Or I was pretty concerned that I was going to become like mm-hmm. them. You know, I was thinking geez, I can never have a family. I can never get married because this will happen to me. Right. Right. And what kind of way is that to go through life feeling limited and restricted just because of the job you're in? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's no fun. So here we are. And guys, again, I'm talking with James Dean Dempsey. He's a high ticket closer. And so James, after you went through that experience, right? Seeing how men were in their 50s and their, their marriages are falling apart. They're, they're buying material things just to, to kind of, you know, take care of that pain that they've been feeling inside. And for still being 50 years old and, and, and working a $50 an hour job. And, and fast forward to you finding JC going through his VIP exclusive emails and, and seeing <laughs> Sifu Danlock and, and, Fast forward us to like what it was like um, seeing what Sifu's program was, um, and and actually even before we get to that, who is Dan Locke, and, and like what what was so special about you wanting to 
you know, do this program that JC was talking about where you can make five to $25,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I found, when I found Dan Locke, I didn't know anything about him. I'd never seen a video, not one. And so I watched a very quick webinar with JC saying, Hey, this is my good friend, Dan Locke. So listen up. And I thought, okay, well, if JC respects this guy, I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to get my notepad out. I'm going to take really good notes and show him my respect. And then when we went over to the Dan Locke webinar, the FU Money special, the HTC masterclass, and I'm taking notes, and it felt as if Dan was speaking right to me. You know, he's saying, do you want people to control how much money you make for the rest of your life? I'm sitting there going, Dan, how did you know? that they just demoted, like they just cut my wage down, but yet they're saying, hey, we want you to work harder to keep your job. So I went from 50 bucks an hour to 40. And Dan goes, that's not fair. You don't have any control over how much you get paid. I went, damn it, he's right. And then he says, you know, you don't even really get to choose who you work with. When you have that job, your bosses, your coworkers, you're stuck with them. I said, damn it, he's right. How did he know? Right? And, and most people they don't know how to communicate effectively as a leader. When, you're, when you have a boss, there's a difference between a boss and a leader. Do you want to be stuck working for someone else your whole life? Thinking, no, Dan, I don't. So I just really felt like he was talking right to me. And it all made sense as a high-ticket closer. I could see the market was there. They need closers. I understand the psychology of, of why they need us so that we can help make that transaction simple and easy, as well as how much of a, a game just learning this skill set would be in my life? So at first I was thinking like, okay, I'm going to learn high ticket closing. And I can tell right now it's a very high, it's the highest level of communication. So as an electrician, when I'm foreman and I'm in leadership positions, I'm going to need to know how to effectively communicate with guys on my crew. Therefore, mm. I'm going to take high ticket closing, get my communication skills up, so I can earn pr promotions and effectively lead my crews. Now, what I didn't realize is, is going through the high ticket closer program. And as I started to transform my mind, I realized it was time to get out of that trade. Because if I stayed any longer, then I was going to get stuck for good. So two weeks into the program, I quit my job as an industrial electrician. Mm -hmm. And my coworkers thought I was pretty much nuts because there wasn't a whole lot of work. And if you had a job at that time, you were considered lucky. And here I am putting up my hand saying, go ahead, lay me off. I'm going to do something else. And they're saying, it's going to be hard. You'll never make it. And I said, come on, guys, keep it coming. You're just lighting a fire. Let's go. Tell me again, right? You know, just because I wanted to show myself and show the world and show them what is possible. Because nowadays you can learn any skill set. And it's not about what you learn. It's about who you learn from. And I could see that Dan Locke, our Sifu, was, was hugely successful. He's the king of high ticket sales. The way he speaks, you'll see it for yourself and you'll know, wow, yeah, this is the guy I got to learn from. And so there's a lesson for myself because when I played saxophone, we were told to study and emulate the masters. So I okay. picked the saxophone. Yeah. His name was Jerry Mulligan and he passed away in 96. I never got to meet him. I was upset that I found out he was in my city, but because I didn't know about him at that time, I never got to meet him. And he passed away and I never will meet him now. So when I realized that I have the opportunity to learn from Dan Locke in person on live classes, speak to him, ask him questions, 
this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You, you, you rarely get to say hello to your masters and ask them a question. And so this was just, I couldn't pass this up. So anyways, that's, uh, that's what it was like going through the program and, and leading up mm -hmm. to the program, having that transformation. You know, again, my, my family was pretty supportive of me learning new skills, but they were, you know, they were a little bit surprised and shocked that I'd quit my job for this program that I've invested, you know, online into. Um, but the interesting part is, you know, four months later after I graduated, about two months after we had met Blake, okay. my, my mom had decided to take HTC. She saw really? my transformation and she wanted those skills for herself. So she herself took HTC. That was pretty that's cool. Crazy. I'm very proud that of her. That is really, yeah, very that's proud. really cool. So what was your mom, you know, saying to you before? Because yeah, it, it can be one of those things, right? Well, obviously they want the best for us. What, what was she mm -hmm. communicating to you at that particular time when she was like, are you out of your mind for doing this? Like, why would you give away, you know, your, your good paying job that has security? Like, what, what was she saying exactly. to you? And like, what did it change to, which made her be like, wow. I, I see what my son's going through and, and I want to experience that as well. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much, you know, kind of how you said it there. I was like, Hey guys, so uh, going to be taking a little bit, you know, I'm investing into this course. The first thing they want to, how much I said, oh, I'll, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. Right. I'll tell you when I've, when I've earned it all back. And she goes, no, how much is the course? I said, I don't want to talk about it right now. But when I got to that two week point and I said, okay, so I've quit, I quit my job today. And they said, what? I said, yeah, I quit my job. I'm doing high ticket closing full time. And they were really shocked. But at the same time, my mom was like, there, there has to be something going on here because mm -hmm. he, wouldn't, he wouldn't just risk it all for nothing. So it must be very important. He must be seeing results already. And so I didn't talk about it too much until you know, I had actually started learning the skills and role playing. And then I could start sharing it with them and they could see, okay, wow, he is learning a whole lot. Plus I was up all night working on projects and just loving it, you know, working 16 hour days and, and just loving it. And so they saw this side of me that came back that maybe had been lost for a lot of years where I was feeling creative again and I could express myself and I'm passionate and learning something I wanted to learn versus, Hey, here's a textbook. Go ahead and memorize it. Right. Right. So I think they just saw that spark was relit. I was alive again. I was getting out of bed at 5, 6 a.m. because I wanted to, not because mm -hmm. I had to, right? And then I showed them, you know, my vision board and they were blown away. You know, it's, I physically made a copy and it's, it's huge. It's the biggest, you know, it's like I had to go buy a printer and get to go oh, buy wow. refills of ink like two or three times because I used to have so much ink. But um, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was good. So they, they just saw the transformation as I was going through it. And they went, okay, let's, uh, let's see what happens. Let's see where this goes, right? Very cool. So your mom went through and what, what was her experience? I'm sure you've talked with her about it, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. She, she loves people. She loves communicating with people. And she used to be in sales. Sell, she was a sales manager for the brick. And okay. so she thought, you know, she remembers when they transitioned over from the brick to being bought up by Leon's whatnot. And of course, you know, a lot of times they all uh, oh, use this script and it was very robotic. And as I'm sharing with my mom about, no, mom, we don't want to use the script because then you're not listening. You have to listen to what you're 
the person is saying. She goes, oh, that's exactly what I wanted, you know, but they made me a robot and I hated it. And now sales, I don't like sales anymore because it ruined it for me. It took away the connection. And so she goes, you know, and I didn't, I just, I slow cooked it, right? Because we got to let her come to her own conclusion. She goes, you know, I think I'd really like to take HTC. I said, mom, I don't think you're ready. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) You should take HTC. What do you mean by that? I can do this. I said, well, mom, you're pretty busy. Are you going to commit? I only want you to do it if you're going to commit to it. So we challenged her a little bit and it was received well. So she went all in for HTC so that she could learn better communication skills. And, you know, she'd done like MLM and, and that on the side and wasn't happy with it. I said, mom, like you spent two years doing MLM and you've made like, you know, a couple hundred, maybe a thousand bucks versus look at the system of a closer. If you close right. one out of five calls and you're selling a 10K package at 10% commission, you made $1,000 a day versus $1,000 in two years. Like it's the no brainer, right? Yeah. Oh man, this is cool. I, now, definitely, my mom is- I definitely had that experience too because I did Amway mm-hmm. back in the day and and that was like what got me into the whole personal personal development sphere. I didn't really like so much of like the, you know, trying to get your friends and family, people yeah. to do what you wanted to do. But but I will say the one thing that I was really good at was introducing me to like the Think and Grow Rich and the, mm-hmm. and the Dale Carnegie's and, and like the, the Tony Robbins and immersing me into this whole world that I didn't know existed, which ultimately got me to, to being here today. Absolutely. I would say that too. You know, it, it introduces you to the mindset, right? Because right. to do MLM, you still have to have an abundant mindset. You have to connect with people. Mm-hmm. But I would totally agree. I mean, I saw my mom go through, you know, she got her, her card for the NFL, right? The no friends left club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're always, you're always pitching to your friends, you know, oh, try this product, try this. And they're like, I don't want to talk to you because every time I do, you're trying to you know, you're trying to push some product down, down onto yeah. me. So I feel that, man. I feel that. Yeah, that's funny. So what about, what about friends, James? Like you, you go and do the program and mm-hmm. you're doing high ticket closing and, and mm-hmm. you quit your job. You know, after two weeks into the program, your mom ends up doing HTC as well. What about your friends? Like what, what was their experience with you going through this journey? Uh, a lot of them, again, thought I was pretty much crazy to be giving up my job. And, and some of them were supportive and said, Hey man, I wish you the best. And that's good. But you know, along the way, um, you, you lose some friends because now your interests are different and they are very much, you know, in the nine to five and they're going to build their careers and that's okay. And I respect that. It's maybe it's not for everybody. However, you know, when we, are showing results when we're showing our achievements. Now, some of those people, some of those electricians or whoever have reached out to me and said, Hey, I've been watching what you're doing and I want to do it too. How can I become a high ticket closer? Which is awesome. So we don't expect everyone to understand or support us. And for the ones that do, then it's a bonus. Now, the really cool part about that is, yeah, I still have some great friends from when I was in electrical and and some great friends from high school and college and things like that. However, uh, becoming a high ticket closer, as you know, exposed us to this amazing community of brothers and sisters, high ticket closers 
and, and so I got to make brand new friends. And some of my dearest friends now live within five minutes away. They're in my city in That's a five-minute cool. re- So every morning we go to the gym at 5 a.m. and we're practicing our ejection handlings while we're pushing weight, you know, or we're, we're getting ready for the day's calls or we're practicing our different tonalities. And, you know, we're having hot tub sessions and breaking down calls and doing our team meetings and all these things. So it is amazing to know that you are not alone. And there's probably a handful, if not, you know, many high ticket closers from your city as this global movement continues to grow. So I just wanted to add to that before on Facebook, you know, I would maybe make a comment or share something about personal development. And I had either musicians or I had tradespeople. And I usually got trolled by one of the two. So <laughs> you learn to run away from pain and embarrassment. Right. So I stopped posting on Facebook. Well, I was really, really happy to see that when I was invited into this exclusive community and I posted, hey, I quit my job today. Instead of people saying, you're, you're dumb, you're stupid. Why would you do that? You know, right. you have a community of people who are saying, wow, I wish I could burn my boats. What made you think that? Way to go. Wow, that's powerful. Thanks for sharing. You have hundreds of people commenting and wanting to support you. And then you get to know all these people. And then, of course, Blake, you know, we met in, in May last, 2018. And mm-hmm. I, remember seeing, I remember seeing Blake. He's in the front row of the VIP section at the High Status Summit. I'm thinking, I don't know who that dude is, but he's fly. You know, you were dressed very sharp as all the closers well, were. <laughs> and so we we met, you know, a night later we were introduced and ever since then we've, you know, we've been pretty close here and and now we're, you know, we're connecting on the daily and on the weekly as well. So it's amazing because there's all these people that are like-minded waiting to be brothers and friends with you and we didn't even know. It was already waiting for us. It just took Sifu Dan Lock and High Ticket Closing to bring us all together. So for the person that's listening in right now, James, what what would you say, you know, high ticket closing angle? We talked about it a couple of times there, but for, for, for the newbie or just the, just the person who hasn't seen what we've been up to, what is high ticket closing? High ticket closing. Okay. Well, it's, it's a partnership and it's a responsibility. Before we get into what is high ticket closing, we need to understand what is high ticket. So high ticket, you know, in, in America, if we want to use American dollars, is basically anything that's about $2,000 or higher. Okay, well, well, why would that be high ticket? And why would anything underneath it not be? When we think of, you know, online purchasing and buying and selling, most people feel pretty comfortable buying a $100 product, maybe even up to $1,000, maybe even 1.5K. They'll give their credit card online and they're good about it. You know, they don't really think too much about it. When you start getting into the high ticket space, 2000 5000 10000 50000 $100,000, people really want to make sure that whatever it is they're investing into, that's the actual product or service they're going to get. They want to make sure it's legitimate, but they also want to know, okay, so if it's 10K, what work do I have to do to get the results that this $10,000 program is saying it's going to return to me? And am I a good fit for this? I don't want to waste my money. And so they want to speak to a human being. They don't want to speak to a robot taking an order. They want to know that it's legitimate and it's real. Now, your influencer, your coach, the service or program provider, they don't have the time or sometimes the skill 
to be on those phones taking these calls all day long. What they want to be doing is busy doing the coaching and the actual business and the marketing and, and helping their clients or helping their students get better and better results. That's why they do what they do is because they're passionate about it. Not about being on the phone, right? Mm-hmm. No one becomes a coach to say, hey, I can't wait to get on the phones and enroll people. And so what they want is to leverage other people's time. So that's when the high ticket closers come in. So we're like the middleman. You have someone who wants to buy the program, but they want to learn and make sure it's a good fit. And it's our responsibility to guide them, ask them the right questions. Listen, hey, why is it that you want to take this program? What problem is it that you want to solve? And then knowing the results that these people can get, knowing the program, we guide them and make sure that, hey, this program or service is actually going to solve your problem. But I need you to understand, Mr. Mr. Prospect, Mr. or Mrs., that this is the work it's going to take. You know, we have to be committed and decisive and coachable and resourceful, right? So by the end of that conversation, that person on the phone, they already know if it's a good fit for them and they already know if they're going to do the work and get the results. So we guide them there. And then we help close the deal for the influencer. However, there's also another responsibility. It's our role as the gatekeeper to keep prospects who aren't going to do the work or they have Mm -hmm. unrealistic expectations, or maybe they're victim mentalities, or they're just a pain in the you-know-what, well, your influencer or coach that you're partnered with, they don't want to work with those people. So we actually, we're the gatekeeper. We let in the right ones, and we keep out the bad ones. Just because someone's got the money for the investment, or they're excited to work with that influencer or coach, does not mean we're going to let them in. We want to make sure it's a good fit, and they're going to do what's required. So that at the end of the day, your influencer, your coach is happy, the prospect is happy because they got the right results, and the closer is happy because we're fulfilling our duty. And sure, we make a great commission doing that as well, helping these people. So in a nutshell, that's what high-ticket closing is. No cold calls. You're not speaking to people who don't want to be spoken to. You're basically speaking with people who are trying to apply for that program or that service, and you're helping them cross the finish line for that influencer, for that coach, and you're closing that deal. And it feels great to be able to help people solve that problem and then to be rewarded financially. And you get to set your own schedule. You know, you get to pick, I'll work five hours a day, I'll take five calls a day. Or you get to decide, I'll work four days a week and take a three-day weekend. Or you get to work anywhere with a Wi-Fi connection if you're on vacation. You know, for my birthday, you saw me there. I was doing clothes and calls in Vegas. You know, making more money than my friends who were gambling, right? So that was kind of there fun. You go. Yeah. Very cool. So we're talking with James Dean Dempsey, high ticket closer. So James, thanks for sharing what what a high ticket closer is. And and I was just thinking, you know, we we met a couple of times now, right? First time being out in in California, and then the second mm-hmm. time we were actually over in vancouver which by the way guys listening in if you've never been to vancouver you definitely have to go there you can see the mountains on one time on one side and you can see you know the water on the other side and it's very nice temperature great place to walk around and it's you know i took my girlfriend with me when i went went on a couple of date nights around around town and and definitely had a great time connecting with james and a bunch of other high ticket closes for for seafood dance closer and black event which was incredible but but putting that aside for the moment james since 
since you've been going through this whole high ticket closer experience, what what for you would you say has been like the highlight? I know you're talking about, you know, being able to set your own hours and and mm-hmm. and being able to work from home and, and being able to go to Vegas and make more money uh, closing over the phone than your friends who were actually gambling, right? But what, besides those things, those things right there, what would you say has really truly brought this full circle for you that you know right now that your life is heading in the right direction? Hey, Blake here. If you would love to learn more about HTC and what that process looks like for becoming a high ticket closer, be sure to DM me on Instagram at Fulfilling Life's Yearnings or check the show notes for other ways on how to get in contact with me so you can learn more and how to make your FU money. See you soon. All right. So we're back. So I'm talking with James Dean Dempsey, high ticket closer. So James, You've been sharing, you know, what high ticket closing in, you know, going from your journey from being a jazz saxophonist to a skilled tradesperson to being a high ticket closer and just bringing that full circle as far as like the highlights you've been talking about, being able to make more money talking on the phone while being on vacation in Vegas while your friends are out gambling, losing their money and talking about your mom, you know, joining HTC and and using that to what she's doing with her everyday life. And, and just like all the transformations you've gone on, how do you know that right now, this is the path that is right for you, right? There's a lot of different things out there that we could be doing. How do you know this right here has, is, is the thing that has been like waiting for you to experience it and just like to fully embrace it and run with it? Okay. Oh, I love this question. So there's a, there's a couple things. Number one, it's how we start our day. I used that alarm used to go off. Ah, ah, ah. You hit the alarm off and I'm already thinking, Oh my God, I got to go to work again. Another day of 10, 12 hours out in the cold. And I'm like, why? And you kind of feel like you're trapped. You know, it's like, what kind of life is that? You're a hamster on a hamster wheel. And now when the alarm goes off, I'm excited. It's no longer an alarm clock. It's an opportunity mm-hmm. clock. I like to get up early to start my day with my morning rituals so that when I get on the phone, I'm in a peak state to help these people solve these problems and to make some great cash, right? To have that, that income coming in. So for me, it's just knowing how I'm starting my day. Now, here's number two. Every once in a while, I haven't had this dream for, for months now. For about six months ago, I had a dream that I was still working as an electrician my boss comes up and says, guys, you're laid off. And I remember in my dream, I was so concerned. What am I going to do for money now? I have bills to pay. What do I do? And I woke up and I was panicking. I was like, oh, I got to find another job. And then I just started laughing. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm a high ticket closer. (laughs) Right? I don't have to worry about it drying up because you can choose who you want to work with and the leads are always coming in. So that was a big realization. You know, I think that was my subconscious finally catching up and saying, Hey, you don't have to worry anymore. You got this. You're in the right place. And third of all, I would say it's working with our team, continuing to learn, you know, I'm coming up to my one year anniversary. The person I am today, you know, has evolved a lot. Thank you. (laughs) Since uh, a year ago, you know, connecting with people, having the confidence on camera to reach out, you know, connecting with all the different closers and coaching them and leading, you know, a team and getting results, 
you know, planning our team vacations to go skydiving and Bali, you, you know, and, and all these different things. So that's how I know I'm on the right path is because I couldn't imagine doing anything else. And it's not about how much money you make. It's about how you make your money. Ironically, this, this has allowed me to, you know, replace the income I had as, a, as an electrician. And this is just year one. So if it took me five years to get to $50 an hour as an electrician, and not even in one year I've replaced that income, what do you think that's going to be like five years from now? That gets me excited. That gets me yeah. really excited. That's incredible. So going from, just, just for the people that missed that, from five years of being a skilled tradesperson to one year being a high stick of clothes and already replacing that income, that's incredible. Like, that's a right I, I, I got to give you, I got to give you another, you know, round of applause <laughs> just, just for that. Because just, just imagine, right, if you hadn't come into this whole experience where, where you'd still be at right now. We wouldn't be here on the show. We wouldn't be here being able to talk about, you know, infinity closing and like all those really cool, exciting things that we have planned together. So my brother, mm -hmm. I'm just so glad that we were able to, to meet, to go on this journey together from just randomly meeting at a high status summit in California to, you know, our, our, our WhatsApp group where we're always, you know, dropping logs on the daily fire, daily and fire. Our, infinity, our infinity closing team. And even being able to go to a different country where I've never been to Vancouver before and connect with you and, and everyone else there. And, and just, it's all coming full circle. Like even for me, it's coming up on, on my year and ah, April actually. So it's yeah. March, April. So yeah. it's coming really soon. And, and just in a year's time, like so much has changed. Like you said, not always about the money, but it's, you know, it's how you're making it. I've had more fun since I've been a mm -hmm. part of HTC than I've had doing anything else because and you spoke about it, right? Being able to go on Facebook and having a community who's there to support you and they're saying, thanks for sharing. And they're giving you booms and congratulations and telling you, telling you to keep your head up if you have an off day. Like where else can you yeah. really truly find that? And then you yeah. take those people who are online and you actually get to meet them in real life. That doesn't happen often. So I'm glad and grateful for everything that we've been on so far and grateful for everything that's coming, like doing that 30,000 sky foot drop called Halo, uh, the Halo yeah. skydive. That's going to be really, really cool. <laughs> so just, just to sum this up here, Jane, we've talked about your high ticket closer journey from jazz saxophonist to skills trace person to now being in high ticket closer. What you are definitely someone who is fulfilling your life's yearnings, right? So for you, what would you say would be your definition of fulfilling your life's yearnings? I would say it's when you're following your heart and you're discovering your true potential and you're in control of how much value you can bring. Therefore, you're also in control of how you're going to be receiving the, the rewards. And when you're fulfilling life's yearnings, it's the more you give, you're going to get back. But when you're in a structured system of, hey, I pay you this much an hour, it doesn't matter if you go above and beyond. Hey, thanks for doing all the extra work. Just means that guy can slack off. Versus now, 
when you're connecting with people, when you're coaching people, when you're learning these skills, when you're solving these problems, and they're saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, you changed my life. And you're getting emails and texts and calls. I still, every day, I, dude, I get calls from people that I've nice. closed deals and they're calling me and they're like, hey, James, I just want to let you know I'm doing really good. And do you have a minute to chat? And I'm like, well, okay, yeah, we got a minute between my next appointment, sure. <laughs> but it's really cool to be helping. You know, anywhere we go in the world now, we basically have a place to stay. And these are genuine oh, yeah. people. It's not like, it's not like in MLM where people are only your friends because they're using you, you're helping right. them offline. These are people that are like, you just now feel like you've known each other your whole lives. And so to be a part of that, that feels like this is how the world should be. This mm -hmm. is what it should feel like to be in your tribe and to be connecting, not stuck, waking up every morning, hating it, just looking at your next paycheck, just praying for Friday, just praying for your next vacation. That is no way to live life. So that's my take on it anyway. Yeah, I love Set that. yourself free and yeah. take that leap of faith. If you feel there's more in you than what you're currently giving and receiving, then listen to your heart. Oh, oh. I definitely love that part right there, right? And, and just to hone on one last thing that you said there about you know, feeling, feeling like you're at home, uh, you know, mm -hmm. being in the community that we're in. And that reminds me of mm -hmm. what Thor says and Thor Ragnarok, right? It's, you know, home is not a place, the people. And mm -hmm. there's, there's no other people I'd rather be with. You know, I've really formed some really great bonds, friendships, relationships with, with you and everyone else on our team, like everyone else in the community. So definitely this feels like home to me. And this, it's something I've always been searching for and, and I love that I'm here now because everything leading up to it made this experience here so worth it. And so last thoughts, James, before we get out of here, do you have any last things you want to share? Yeah, just just three little words. I deserve Love you, man. Awesome. This has been Love you really, too, brother. Really great. Thank you for having me. All right, me. guys. You're welcome. So thanks for listening in to Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. I'm your host, Blake Soule. Today we had high ticket closer James Dean Dempsey shared his incredible story. So stay tuned for more because we definitely have a lot more coming. Peace out, guys. I love you. Now go out there and be fly. So there you have it. That's today's episode with high ticket closer, one of my best friends, James Dean Dempsey. Like I said right at the end of that episode, this is the first of many, and I want you to hold us to that. Me and James are going to get back on here a couple of times throughout the year, you know, especially when we start having some more goals checked off of our list that we have, and not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but one of those things is that as a team, with me, James, his, you know, our Infinity Closers team, we're going to go skydiving together. We talked about that momentarily at, you know, during the episode, and we're going to go skydiving from 30,000 feet, so you can best be sure that when we do that, we'll be there mic'd up, ready to talk about that experience and all of the other fun, exciting things we have planned for 2019. Now, if you want to be a part of that with us, then here's what you have to do. You have to join 
HTC. If, if you're looking for a high income skill, something that gives you the financial confidence so that you can work from anywhere you want. You know, all you got to have is Wi-Fi and all you have to be able to do is talk on your phone. If you're looking for something like that, like I said during the episode, make sure you go ahead and reach out to me at Fulfilling Life's Yearnings on Instagram or definitely check out the show notes and I'll show you in there other ways which you can get in contact with me. And I'll also show you where you can go to learn more about high ticket closing if you feel that that is a right fit for you. So until next time, I love you. Go out there and be live.